Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Trolled, the podcast that takes your online Twitter experience of being trolled and turns it into something positive, exciting, enhancing, empowering and ultimately moving but hopefully funny. Bit of a weird one today. Um, On this episode of Trolled, which had been organised so beautifully, uh, we had... Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on and because they are both so busy and with so many extraordinary things going on in both their lives that they both arrived at exactly the same time. Uh, Luciana slightly before Gary um, and so we started with her and then halfway through Gary's taxi turned up and he walked into the interview and there I was with the legend that is Gary Lineker, 8 million followers on Twitter and Luciana Berger brilliant uh, MP who used to be Labour and is now setting up the independent group both of whom are talking about their experiences of being trolled on Twitter Luciana Berger I am so happy that you are here and um, I have to say one of the main reasons I have nearly all my trolls on Twitter are down to you I'm so sorry Tracy <laughs> okay. um, I, I a few questions um, you know when I, I joined Twitter in 2009 it was like a lovely happy cocktail party where just you could watch telly and chat politics with your most fun columnist occasionally get in touch with your politician mm-hmm. your most favourite writers it was fun and then the landscape changed how did you get on Twitter? Well I actually got the notification it was my 10 anniversary on Twitter just just, just, Congratulations. just last week so I've been on it for an extended uh, period of time how did you get in, introduced to it uh, it was just kind of it was just it was just bubbling you know it was, it was a, a new online thing and and I remember in the days when I joined it that I followed so few people that I could read the entire timeline and, and not, not miss anything because that was a time when you could yeah. see everything rather than obviously the algorithms now which put the most popular things at the top of the timeline and it was like a village then because I also yes. joined about two th- um, David Baddiel got me on it in 2009 yeah. we were doing a film and it was it was a simpler happier time it was wasn't it happy and it was very um Positive. And obviously, it's not just about Twitter. There's other social media platforms yes. as well. But uh, in a way, I'm focusing just on Twitter because that I think that yes. was the experience that I understand more. Yeah. Did you join it because of work, your work as a, in politics, or did you join it as a human being? I joined it as a, a politically interested human being before I was a parliamentarian. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't yet a candidate. I was a I was a council candidate, but not a parliamentary candidate. Did it play a big part in your campaigning? Um, it was uh, in two, first, I've stood in three general elections, and it's fair to say in each of them, the amount of attention to Twitter has increased. 
um, I think at the start it was very much like an adjunct and it was like a, a there was a few people on on Twitter at the time but it wasn't kind of a big thing whereas now I mean for some for, some, you know, for political parties themselves they use Twitter to advertise and reach you know mass audiences in a way that wouldn't have been the case for the 2010 election increasingly for the 2015 one but most recently 2017 the volume of stuff on there that's political is massive and just my experience of the past 10 days alone has been well since probably the start of the year just the volume of stuff um, is enormous. Well, I was going to say, so the reason um, I I had been on it for a long time and had never particularly been trolled, but I started to speak out when I saw abuse that was hurled at you. When was the first abuse that was that you were aware or trolling on Twitter were you aware of and in was it in connection to anything in particular? The first time I recall any sort of specific abuse directed particularly at me was when I was the parliamentary candidate in that election in 2010. But it was like literally a handful of tweets. Like if I can, you know, almost remember what some of them were. What did they say? Well, it just you know, and sort of anti-Semitism. Uh, just kind of very nasty. Um, but it was one of the more party political. So right. my seat uh, in 2010 was one of the target seats of the Liberal Democrats. Uh, in the northwest of England, well, it was the target seat in the northwest of England. So there was a lot of focus on Liverpool Wavertree at that time, and uh, it was all kind of around political differences. But there, there was some, some you know, unpleasantness. But it was again, the, in number and to- level of toxicity, it was it was nothing like what I've seen. Uh, in the last few weeks in the, in the past year. And what about, I mean, it's been going on for quite a while for you, hasn't yes. it? Was there, again, was there any turning point that it that it, that it changed? Yes, yeah, so I think one, one of the, the greatest moments at which it massively increased was in the wake of one of the prosecutions that I've seen uh, of people that have directed anti-Semitic hate and abuse in my direction. Not all of it has been online, uh, but the majority of it has. And it's not just Twitter. Um, mm. I've had it via email, on blogs. Um, I've had people you know, say things to my face, um, all manner of different things. But it was in the wake of the conviction of an individual from Merseyside who received a prison sentence for posting on Twitter anti-Semitic abuse, which included um, putting a Star of David on I my forehead. That. Yeah, unbelievable. And saying Hitler was using the hashtag Hitler yeah. was right. It was in the wake of that conviction that there was an international far-right response orchestrated from America um, via a particular uh, right-wing, very, very right-wing um, website that's used the hashtag filthy Jew bitch. Um, oh, oh, I've had that one. Yeah, that one's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, so lovely. And um, but at its peak, the police said I was received two and a half thousand uh, anti-Semitic messages using that hashtag on Twitter in a three-day period, and that was in 2014. And it continued for a, a number of a, a sustained level for a number of weeks. I think it was about eight weeks that it was just constant uh, barraging. And, and colleagues at the time, uh, a couple of colleagues, MPs from various different places were copied into just one or two of those message uh, messages and were so struck by just just how awful they were and trying to explain well yes each of those individual messages is terrible and, and I'm receiving thousands of them um, I think they found it very difficult because they reported just the individual messages that they had been uh, added at you know included within that conversation holocaust denial mm. um, you know, my face on uh, the body of a rat on <laughs> Uh, you name it, you know, the Holocaust imagery, you name it, they, they did it. There was pornographic images, it was very violent. 
unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suppose this, this this podcast and why I set it up was it was was about trying to empower people to find their voice on social media, yes. to not be frightened to speak about what they hold dear to themselves. Doesn't even have to be politics, and to know how to um, deal with, yeah. with with trolling. So I suppose the question I'd ask you is, how much of it did it affect you? Know because some people would say, why don't you just press the mute button, just press the block button? Does it affect you? Know why do you? Why does it have to? You know, if it's just on social media, why does it have to affect you? Did it affect your real life? The social media, Twitter stuff. It did affect me. I think anyone that's subject to that level of bombardment is going to be impacted. But I have, in the wake of that, tried to insulate myself a lot more from it. So I, I've switched off the notifications. I don't have like beep beeps <laughs> every time that you know someone acts me. And if I did that, I think my my, my phone would just like beep continuously. So mm. um, I've you know, taken steps to. Um, choose when I see things that if I think there's too much nasty stuff actually come off I'm still very firmly of the opinion that actually for all of the challenges on social media that it is a very positive platform particularly as a as an elected representative that first and foremost it's an additional means by which I can let my constituents know where I am and what I'm doing particularly in and around the chamber to explain votes that are coming up Mm. debates that I might be speaking in to share clips Again, it's not just Twitter, I use other social media platforms as well, but it's certainly a very interactive tool that means my constituents can raise casework with me. So on balance, there's some really positive elements of it. And in addition, in our country, we have laws in place, which means that we can hold people to account uh, when we can identify where accounts come mm. from. On occasions, you know, the, the police are not always able to do that, but they are able to make requests and they... And we do have laws in this country, which means that it's not okay and it's not acceptable. And there are ramifications if people direct any form of racist abuse um, towards individuals. Mm. And and I have seen people successfully convicted. Now, I appreciate also by way of the fact I'm a member of parliament, I am subject to more because I'm in the public eye. Mm -hmm. We talk about increasingly now about intersectionality. I'm a uh, not only am I Jewish, but I'm also a woman and a younger one at that. So <laughs> yeah. the combination of all those different things. I'm also very outspoken on Brexit. Yes, um, as a strong supporter, I'm being very involved in the People's Vote campaign. Yes, I represent a Remain constituency. And so, in terms of your intersectionality, <laughs> how much abuse was coming your way because of Brexit? Um, so that's increased by way as as I've done more on that front. I've seen. Uh, you know, again, there's just been more abuse, and I think, in particular, we've seen. And I was actually hoping to raise it at Prime Minister's questions this week, and sadly, I wasn't selected. But in the wake of the EU referendum, we've certainly seen an increase in just the. the I was going to talk about the the, the, the temperature of debate that it is uh, so toxic that it is very venomous. Uh, and that we particularly as parliamentarians have a responsibility and a duty to lead to, to set an example and mm. unfortunately again we see people that are elected in public office that don't fulfil that responsibility um, so there's, there's a number of challenges that we have to address mm-hmm. um, but I do think you know we are seeing convictions increasingly the police you know, the police do take it seriously mm. um, and they have to take it seriously because I've, I've been in court and I've heard the victim impact statements of individuals mm. who have been so severely impacted by what they've been subject to online, it, sometimes people try to separate out the two and say, "Well, it's it's just it's just on the internet. What does it matter?" Uh, and actually, it can have real far-reaching consequences on people's ability to go to work or 
on their mental health. I just have to say, very exciting thing, Gary Lineker has just walked into the room now, who is going to be joining our debate in a minute. Luciana Berger, Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker, Luciana Berger. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. Lovely to meet you. As a parliamentarian, do you have a different mindset when you open up your Twitter account and see the abuse? Does it come as part and and parcel of the job? And do you end up building a relationship with people? Because I found I would end up, just as an ordinary human being who was speaking out, I'd have the same people again and again and again. And, you know, a day that goes by without Birmingham 6 tweeting me actually is kind of a lost day for me. Do you end up feeling, do you end up seeing the same faces and yes, wondering? Yes, I mean, it's amazing what your eyes get attuned to. You know, the, the pictures of the on the profiles of, yeah. of the aggressive and all the ones that kind of cross the line accounts that, you know, I just kind of tune out from. And 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 I've chosen not to block people unless they've obviously been illegal. Um, maybe maybe my position on that will alter um, over time because of the volume of stuff. And again, it's that both the volume and the toxicity that I think that we've seen, and, it, and it's again not just that I've seen on via Twitter. It comes through on email. It comes through on Facebook. Uh, it comes through in letters as well. You name it. Um, I've had it. Um, and so on all those fronts I think we do have a responsibility to ourselves to we, insulate yeah. ourselves to make sure that we look after our, our health Gary welcome hello uh, hello. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here and thank you both of you for taking the time out um, Gary you're, you're, uh, you're you know you know this you're a sort of national treasure you've got over nearly 8 million followers on Twitter I love your own bio describing you as kicking a ball about still talking about kicking a ball about and selling <laughs> crisps but you are not frightened to have found your voice on Twitter to talk about issues that matter to you. Oh, I'm very frightened. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you were never, you, did, you ever, did you ever worry about what that meant in your position, which is different to a parliamentarian? Yeah, I, I, I thought about it long and hard before I kind of um, raised my voice. And I didn't do it before social media because I didn't really have a platform to do it. I've always kind of been interested in other things aside from football and um, politics without ever wanting to get involved with it yeah. um, and still don't. Um, but You'd be very welcome. <laughs> well, it's been such a joy to watch your journey. You yeah. I'll leave that to you. Uh, it's bad enough just uh, voice an opinion about it one yeah. way or the other. But so I, so I, had, I had opinions and it suddenly was a platform and then but you think long and hard and people say, well, you know, why don't more people do it there in the public? I say, well, it's quite easy because it's a it's, um, fairly treacherous path to go down because you can, you know, you get lots of abuse. Footballers, though, we're kind of used to it. That's what we get, you know, in all our careers. We get, you know, abuse mm. from um, away supporters. And sometimes when you're not playing very well from your own supporters, which <laughs> yeah. is when you need to start worrying. So I, it was, I kind of started with FIFA. Right, um, yes. Which yes. was, you know, I voiced my concern about the obvious corruption that was going on. And uh, before it became, um, I suppose, completely um, 100% clear that that was the case. Uh, so, And how did that go down? Well, it, at the time, um, well with some and not so well with others. Uh, not, not very well with FIFA, but latterly I was proved to be correct. Um, and then it was probably um, I had some empathy towards refugees. Um, which, for some inexplicable reason, seemed to be a crime um, to some. Well, that was that. I, 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 mean, don't I mean, really understand that. Yeah, even to the national newspapers who demanded I lose my job. I remember that. Opinion that, yeah. that we sh- we should be empathetic towards people that are being forced out of their own countries mm. through terrible things and having to get on boats and risk their lives, and a lot of them lose their lives. And I, I just to the life of me, I still don't understand why. Mm. Um, I understand immigration issues and stuff like that, but come on. Um, you can have some empathy towards people like that. So, Going back to basics, yeah. how did you get on Twitter? In the, I mean, Luciana's how did you get on Twitter? Yeah. I, well, it's, well, funnily enough, I was sat at home in, I think, 
believe it was seven years, about 2012 at this time, about seven years later ago. Later doctor. Later doctor. Yeah, yeah, I was quite late. And I, my son, George, who's quite avid um, tweeter, um, he was sat there and we were watching the football and he was like on his phone, da -da 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 -da, tapping away, tapping away. And I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I said, why? Why you do Just watch the game. You went, no, it's great. You'd In fact, he said, you would love this. I went, no, I would not. I said, I'm, I'm an old man. What do I know about social media or anything like that? I'd never done Facebook. I didn't really. So he Double said, no. screening. He said, you would love it. He said, it's great. He says, you know, you put your pins out, you do this, and you have a bit of banter and this. So I said, well, how does it work? Show me. So he said, like, he said, I said, he said, I've got, like, he had about 12,000, 13,000 followers at the time. Yeah, he's now about 90,000. He's quite funny. So he said, well, he said, if you, I put you on now, and he said, and we'll, I'll tweet out a little bit, and he said, by the end of tonight, you'll have more followers than me. I went, well, that's just ridiculous. No, <laughs> no one would know. How are they going to know? He said, no. But he said, in fact, he says, I'll bet you a fiver. <laughs> so I went... All right, then, I'll do it. He says, but you've got to put one tweet out, and then he says, we'll, we'll take it from there. We need to do it. And he says, I need to take a picture of you doing that tweet because no one will believe it's actually you. <laughs> so I said, fair enough. We did that. By the end of the night, I had 70,000 followers. No way. So he won his followers. He did win his followers. <laughs> Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is. For us, but for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a program you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show Show, every Tuesday and Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
A lot of what's sent to me is about silencing me and saying that you, I don't have a right to have a voice on social media. You're in a different position, Luciana. What do you think the point of them hurling abuse at you is for? I feel pity for some people that you know, spend all their time doing this, that it must be quite a lonely existence, that they also not only you know spend so much time clearly on social media, but the, again, it's it's reflecting on the messages that they send out that are so negative, um, and that's being kind. You know, <laughs> that also often cross the line. So I can't speak on behalf of other people, but trying to wade through some of the dross and the, mm. and, and, the and the the nastiness, mm. and actually finding the stuff which is you know, certainly for me for the news in the morning is really helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And to it's keep up, keep, did you find? Were you expecting the level of abuse that I've seen sometimes hold at you, particularly about? Yeah. I remember the refugee mm. thing. Yeah. Were you expecting it? I, 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 I expect it because I get it on everything. If you get in, I get it in football. If you have an opinion about a football club, and it's and it's their football club, we're incredibly tribal. Yeah, and it, I, which I don't understand because yeah. I've never been like that. I Even when you really, it. whether it's a political party, whether it's a religion, whether it's and everyone gets so tribal um, and defensive and 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 I totally get that people will. D- disagree with my opinions I don't mind that that's fine let's have a debate it's fine but when they get abusive and uh, you know kind of the dubrosity and stuff of, of people is, is why I've got loads of people that disagree with me on on, on Brexit mm. mates that disagree with mm-hmm. me on Brexit and we have discussions about it we don't fall out we, yeah. don't, cute, we don't have a pop at each other and be horrible and negative it's weird I don't get it uh, the, the one reflection that I would share is that I, again for people in the public eye that aren't, aren't in public office mm-hmm. You can count them on two, three hands, maybe four hands. But part of the challenge also is that you have people that you know work in, in areas of sport or broadcasting that perhaps think that because of their contracts they can't take to Twitter and so don't. Um, that there's so few voices mm. and they that are sensible. Yeah, I understand why they don't. Yeah, and totally. If, people say, yeah. why don't more footballers come out? So, well, the clubs won't want them to. Yeah. Their fan, you know, half their fans are going to go against them. Yeah. I, I totally get why. And sometimes I think, well, I should have kept my mouth shut. But <laughs> Do you think that? No, I occasionally think that perhaps have been better, but not really. I think I'm on, I, I don't know, I believe, God, we all believe we're on the right side. Well, that's, that is, seems to be the thing, is that we all believe we're on well, the right side, but we're more nuanced. Fine. You yeah. know, I was always told, read everything. Mm. You know, you read mm. the mail, you read the sun, you read... The, you need to form an opinion, but these days everything is so black and white. Mm. Do you find that? You're either right or you're wrong. Oh. People either adore you or they, you know... Well, there's, uh, I, I think I'm more hated than I've ever been. No. But at the same time, I feel I'm more loved than I've ever yeah. been. Uh, because, it, 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 depending on which side you're on. I, you know, I, in the street, though, you don't get it. In, fo- in fact, for the first time, for the first time since I've been in Twitter, all uh, and I get lots of obviously hate sometimes on on social media. But for the first time on Saturday, I had someone have a go at me in public. In public, really? It was an uh, there's a pretty elderly woman um, going clearly to the EDL march in Salford, which oh, wow. I was working on the same Saturday. I was on the train, and I was about to get on the train, and this woman hit me in the <gasps> back and said, "You're an arsehole you take her in, wouldn't you? That terrorist, you take her in. And I thought, uh, what? Why? Who? I haven't even offered my opinion on any, any said subject. But I, I just kind of laughed and just got on the train. But, you know, it, it makes you think, though, it could have been... Well, that, that, you see, it's I, the first yeah. time I've ever had that. Normally, that you never get that. Had, that terrible attack on Majid Nawaz. Yeah, Matt, mm. but, yeah. Mm. Terrible. As well, so, yeah. And again, it's, it's and, that's, and that's why what happens online, you know, we can't ignore it. 
that while you know I see the value and benefit of, of social media and we should definitely involve and engage ourselves mm. with it mm. we need to take very seriously what people say and do online because it can spill over you know unfortunately into actions in real life absolutely I mean to me when the Pittsburgh synagogue massacre happened that these were people this was a man that was radicalized online so when these tropes and lies and when a counter argument doesn't hit yeah. um, that's where social media can be good because it can offer in your echo chamber a sort of different debate yeah. how much of you leaving the Labour Party um, was maybe um, and forming the independent group was based on a, a lack of support generally for what was happening to you on online or the abuse that was thrown at you that's a leading question <laughs> don't be led down a path <laughs> um, so you might have heard you might have had a chance to hear my uh, speech that I gave when I did leave the Labour Party yeah. and it certainly wasn't a decision I took lightly um, again the decision that my colleagues took as well um, it was a very painful one and it's been my life for the, yeah, the last 20 years but I said in, in, in the remarks that I shared that I was leaving behind a culture of bullying and intimidation and bigotry which both emanated online and in real life as well in person so it was a combination of those two things obviously I've been very um, outspoken about the challenges around anti-semitism within the Labour Party but equally I've been very outspoken on everything to do with Brexit and ultimately in my view this boils down to an issue around culture and you know, the culture that, that I've left behind is one again whether it's online or offline that I don't think um, should have a place in British politics that we have a duty to lead and to stand up and to be counted and to all have a voice and not feel squashed um, I feel way better now that um, I'm not part of it I'm very glad to have left it behind particularly in the wake of what we've then heard and seen since I've left the Labour Party um, and I'm looking forward to a positive future working with colleagues that mm. in the national interest just want to do the right thing Absolutely. and do so in a very constructive way. If you could leave one message, a powering message for people listening to this who I think will listen to it because they want to know how to, if they're going through it or they're nervous about it, what would be your message about maybe staying on social media or not and dealing with being trolled? So there is value in it. There is positives. Find those positives. But protect yourself don't you know don't 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 particularly don't stay up late into the night doing it because i think that's block, the worst block, thing block, block, you know block, that's block 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 switch off the notifications um and you know make sure that you've got a community that you that you trust and that you feel a part of and it's fine to come off it and um, if you need some time out as well make sure that you're in real life spending time with friends and family because they will look after you mm. uh, and look after your mental health Luciana, you don't, are. Don't I know you've got to go. Notifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah I well, off, I switched off the notifications. You're not going anywhere, Harry Lineker. You're heading off to a, a meeting. To, I had to go back to Parliament. Oh, listen, thank you so much. Thank a you for really having me. Pleasure, thank really, you. and so much luck, and you've given a lot of hope to a lot of people. Thank you so much. So I think, Gary, I just wondered, as a man, do you find that? trolls are intimidating um i don't not me personally no and i think maybe it's my background as a footballer because we get a lot of stick um so not really i i, I get rid of them actually quite quickly if they're abusive at all mm -hmm. i just that's an immediate block i mean there's a mute thing as well which they don't know yes but actually i don't like that i want them to know do you yeah i want them to know particularly if they follow me I find if, they wear it as a badge of honor though well maybe but there's thousands of them so yeah it's fine. I don't listen. I listen. You know, people that you don't want to read all the time as well. I'll, I'll you know, because I don't, you know, I don't like their attitude or the way they are. So I'll, I'll, I'll block them. And I think that's. I mean, it doesn't. It seems to be 
you know, there's still other people to take their place. Mm. And, um, but yeah, they tend to, tend to block if I see them. I don't really look at notifications. But what you do sometimes when you tweet, you do see some replies under your tweet. Yeah. They're the only ones I perhaps sometimes see if I look. Um, yeah. Or if I'm trying to deliberately warn people about that. <laughs> what do you think the mentality of somebody that will go online and fight against you for something that you've said? I don't mind that they fight against me for something I say. Uh, if they've got a different opinion, that's absolutely fine. If they, you know, if, uh, you can be as pro-Brexit as you like, fine. It's, it's, it doesn't make me feel any worse about you. Um, but I don't understand. What I really, really don't understand is why that affects their view as you, of you as a person. Yeah. I, you know, why does it make you a bad person if you want to Brexit? Or why does it make you a bad person if you want to remain? Or why does it make you a bad person if you, you, you kind of have an empathy towards refugees? Or those kind of things. I don't, that I, I don't understand. I just, just have no understanding of why anyone would get so angry and they get so angry about it it's just for me it's bizarre because I, I never get angry at anyone I don't I mean I don't really have a temper so I don't so I, I just find it a bit I find it odd um, it doesn't upset me um, I get used to it and I you know I realize in life that the people that will decide they really dislike someone whoever you are um, so it's just I suppose it's the it's the percentages that <laughs> the, the, how big that well you've got is. such a massive following as well. how much of it was about how dare you as a footballer mm. and a commentator have a political opinion uh, well that's just silly that, that old um, I'll stick to football yeah. I mean says someone that you know is a, a decorator well stick to decorating that's just silly isn't it I mean it, it gives you that kind of um, license to have a hopefully witty riposte occasionally so um, do you ever I, engage Sometimes, them. yeah. Sometimes, if I've, you know, if I'm, if I'm bored, <laughs> if yeah. I'm in the mood. Um, sometimes I'll do it if I think of something that I think is, you know, kind of a witty way of, of putting them in there, back in their box. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a, it, honestly, uh, it's just a silly argument to say. I mean, it's my Twitter feed. I'll tweet what I want. You know, disagree with it by all means, but don't, don't tell me what to tweet about. Yeah. Because um, that's my business. That you can't. You know, we. You're usually the same pe people that harp on about freedom of speech. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And about, oh, God, my gosh. Do you, so with the Brexit thing, um, do you find that then you start to get approached by people who think they can um, use you for an agenda or try and manipulate you? Because what I find is I get caught out sometimes and I'm nowhere near, you know, I haven't got anywhere near as big as following as you, but just speaking out, people will try and engage you in a conversation and then talk twist your words have you ever had that um I, there's certainly on occasions and I, I will reply and say don't put words in my mouth you know don't that, that's not what i'm saying you know it's not i mean they do that sometimes they try and twist your wording or and obviously with the britain little blocks of what 280 characters it's it's sometimes you can get the context slightly wrong and you perhaps you have to clear it up occasionally um that's easily done um but you know i'm careful with what I tweet I think about what I tweet if I, if I write a tweet I'll read it um, unless it's just a nothing jokey thing about football or something but if it's a, any kind of serious tweet then I'll read it and if I'm slightly doubtful about it I, my rules are delete or not post it um, so that's kind of um, the rules I've got and with the FIFA thing early doors yeah. was that a big consideration of thinking 
this is going to get me to trouble. It's my world, but it was a world that I really cared about strongly. So I have strong opinions about some things, not all things. You know, it's, people say, "Why didn't you go into politics?" Well, I've got interest of certain aspects of politics, but not all of them. And I've got no desire to go into politics in the same way people said, why didn't you go into FIFA and uh, yeah. know, try and do it that way? But I've got no political aspirations either within football or outside of football. But it doesn't mean so I haven't got an interest in, in certain, certain things and certain aspects of it. I couldn't be um, like Luciano, a politician. I couldn't go out there and you know go around no. pretending to like everybody and shaking everyone's hands. and It, it would bore me senseless. Um, but I'd soon have a little you know, opinion from the outside occasionally. Um, I think on, you're brilliant. I think you're brilliant. I think you're fearless. No, I think you are. I think you're fearless. I think you're yeah. such a good role model. And I think for young men as well, I just think, you know, you're just bri- I just think you're such a good role model. I, t- I take praise. Because you're really well. calm. <laughs> but you're so calm about it as well. Well, I'm a calm person. I mean, that's probably, you know, I, I think that was my great strength as a sportsman. But did you not have to have a killer instinct for football? I have great um, ambition, always had massive drive, which I, but also I was always very calm. Right. In in high pressure situations, I don't suffer uh, from nerves and I don't really have a temper. So um, I think they're good things in terms of um, being a footballer in particular. And, um, and perhaps being on social media, they're quite good things to have as well as, a, yeah. as character traits. You know, there are other you know, weaknesses sometimes. But, but they're, they're, <laughs> I don't believe yeah. you. Yeah. What weaknesses? Oh, all sorts of problems. I can't believe you. You're a god amongst men, Gary. <laughs> a god. You're not so good. <laughs> a lot of people will disagree. I don't. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, well, you do. Um, but- Tell me something. Do you if has any your son who got you onto Twitter? Mm. Does he ever tweet about politics? No, uh, not really. No, he's kind of um, he's 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 it's a bit of a it's kind of a little bit of um, apathy about politics. But I'm trying to get. The, I mean, he's um, a couple of his brothers a bit more interested than. I mean, he he follows it and he's he's getting older and he's he's perhaps showing a bit more interest, but. Um, I try and influence them in the, in the right direction. Are they going to be footballers? But they don't tweet. He doesn't tweet. No, but they're over Twitter now, the young people, aren't they? But he does get... I mean, he gets slow to stick on Twitter. Does he? Just because he's you know, my son. So anything, you know. And he's quite... He's very witty with them. He's very good at... Put, you know, some, someone will tweet, oh, you wouldn't be anything without your dad. And he'll <laughs> reply saying, actually, neither would you. <laughs> I find it quite addictive, though, do you? Um, I, yeah, I suppose it can be. I've, mm. I kind of find it quite enjoyable, um, and I like I like looking at it for my news and the immediacy of news and current affairs and sport. Yeah. Um, so I find it really useful for that. Um, in terms of actually tweeting, I usually mostly tweet in the morning. Normally, when I get up, and then I usually give it a couple of hours before I go in the gym. That's my bit where I check out the news and this. And then it might be something that provokes me into into tweeting. I don't very often tweet in late mm. because I'm either out or watching football. Mm-hmm. I, I do tweet when I watch football. I do a lot of football in tweets because I think it's people will expect that. Um, but my other side, the political stuff, generally comes in, in the morning. And you do that podcast, don't you, with, uh, with Danny? With Danny. Blakey, yeah. How's that all going? It's going brilliantly. It's, it seems to be really, yeah. really popular. We're right at the top of the, you know, it's fantastic. Charts and, uh, and it's been fun actually because I've got to contemplate it for a while, and um, I've got a production company, and we 
we kind of now got a little bit of a podcast way. Um, and my my partner Tony, um, he was we've talked about it a while. Well, we should do a podcast. Maybe we should do. It. They're getting really popular. I said, I said, I, I don't know what what I'd do it. He said, well, but I said I don't want to do a podcast where I'm talking about Chelsea playing Arsenal at the weekend <laughs> and, and doing some kind of analytics. I said, there's so many of those, and they're nearly all boring. And I listen to them, and they've got. Yeah, they've got opinions, and most of them I disagree with, and they're from, you know, it's fine, everyone's entitled to their view and stuff. I said, I don't want to do that. He said, well, what would you do? I said, I'd do something a bit quirky around football, but, I'd... and he went, who would you do it with? I said, I don't know, I'd maybe, um, I'd... someone like Danny Baker, I said. And he Were went, you friends with Danny? Not really. Um, well, I met him a couple oh. of times, but I just love him as a broadcaster. Oh, I, I think he's you... really funny, but he had a tie into football because yeah. he did the 606 yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I love him on Twitter. He's so funny on Twitter. Um, and I just said, someone, and he went, that's a great idea. And I I direct messaged Danny because I didn't have his number. Well, he hasn't got a phone for a start. Hasn't he? No, he doesn't have a mobile phone. He's unbelievable. He's never had a mobile phone. You're joking. How does he do Twitter? <laughs> he does it on his computer at, only when he's at home. <laughs> So that's the only time you can get hold of him. So it's extraordinary. That you can email him. He can. Oh, oh, that's the only. Yeah, I email him now. You can't. Doesn't he's got? Yeah, he's got. He's, he's got, got, got a texting. You that's texting. hysterical. I know it's amazing. And he's. Um, <laughs> and he, he kind of turns up at my house every Monday. And he, if he's late, well, we. Did you, that's we so funny. Wait, but he's never late. Funny enough. The guest that we've had on here, um, and I'm so so honoured that you came on. You know, have found a voice on social media. You didn't need to find a voice. You had a voice, um, and yet. If you were to give any advice to somebody who who maybe wanted to speak out on something but was terrified, what would you say? Don't do it. <laughs> no, do yeah, it. No, if, fair you, enough. if it's heartfelt, do it. Yeah. You know, but do it in a try and you know, do it in a non-angry way. That's my that thing. I don't the anger thing is, is kind of I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it, but I it's the anger thing that's really it's a real shame because Twitter could be really, really great and interesting. And, and debates and you know news and all that kind of mm. thing and difference of opinions mm -hmm. and freedom of speech but the anger thing the anger thing is inexplicable I hate it tell me is there a bullying culture this is so, again so I can't believe I'm asking this football bullying culture no because no, it doesn't seem to be I don't know not certainly within not within the game outside the periphery mm. supporters there's always obviously a few rotters um, and a few racists, and if, as we've seen occasionally. But do you know what? Inside the dressing rooms, there's always going to be an exception somewhere. But I think it's football is actually sets a fantastic example for how we all should be. You look around a dressing room in this country now, and you you know the, you sit there in that dressing room. You don't think that's a black face. Yeah. That's a brown face. That's a white face. You don't think like that. You think he's good. He can play. He can pass it, but he's a you know bit not bit weak defensive. So you, no one thinks that way. Yeah. And everyone gets on brilliantly, and it's kind of a perfect example of of what this country has always been about until perhaps the last few years. I mean, it was awful way back. Obviously, I remember when you know bananas were thrown at black footballers on the pitch, and it was. It was her horrendous, but I think internally within the dressing room, and obviously the, I do realise there will be the odd exception, I think, but by and large, it's 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 brilliant. It's brilliant. No one thinks no one thinks about other people's colours or their religions or, or their you know, there's Muslims and yeah. there's this and there's Christians and there's Catholic. No one yeah. cares. 
Yeah. It's just football. Yeah. And togetherness and different people. And it seems places. to me that that idea of teamwork as well, not yeah. one person is any more important. You know, you're all re- very dependent on you work together as a unit. Yeah. I think that's also seemingly very... Yeah, there are loads of great things uh, about football. Um, and that's why I, I always encourage you know youngsters to play and the disc of that team, the bonding, the togetherness, um, the health, the fitness, yeah. all sorts of different... Teaches you how to win, teaches you how to lose, how to handle different things in life. Um, and we can we can learn from it. I don't think we we shout um, loud enough sometimes about the example that football can set positively. Absolutely. Because obviously, if there's a negative thing around football, it kind of just explodes and becomes a huge story. Whereas there's so much good, and the footballers do so much good. They're always out there, and you know, hospital visits and charities and doing their bit for the community. And they do actually make a real difference, but obviously that doesn't necessarily make a great story. Doesn't make, no. Uh, you really are a national treasure on so many levels, and you speak to so many people, and you speak for so many people. And just your, just having met you today, your calm, intelligent temperament uh, is something that I'm definitely going to take onto my social media activity <laughs> from now on. And I would suggest anybody else does You're as well. Sweet. Bring on, he's like the troll <laughs> hunter. You're like the, you know, you sort of bat them away. Just bat them away with zen like quality. Gary Lineker, you are a total star thank you for your time today wow I really enjoyed that I never thought I would have um, Gary Lineker and Luciana Berger sitting opposite me discussing their life uh, what they do and their experiences of being trolled online incredibly inspiring really interesting and certainly food for thought Uh, wow (laughs) I think I'm going to go and have a strong coffee to clear my head I hope you enjoyed it too and join us next time for Trolled Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angelos Angelos and Barry podcast. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.